uh, that said, y'all are coming back for season two, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, this is um, Orphan Black, episode 110, Endless Forms Most Beautiful, directed by John Fawcett, written by Graham Manson. Um, that's our showrunners. It originally aired June 1st, 2013. Top movie was still Fast and the Furious, and Macklemore Supremacy continued with Can't Hold Us still. Yeah, we can just like go right into it. So the episode starts with Sarah checking on Kira. Amelia wants to meet Helena, uh, who is locked in the basement. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Out of the trunk into the basement. I'm not sure if that was the best uh, strategy. Um, Helena's very skeptical about uh, Amelia as her birth mother. Um, and also she, Amelia's telling Sarah that she wants to see her on the side, which Helena clocks. Siobhan, meanwhile, while they're downstairs, is snooping through, I guess it's Amelia's stuff, where mm-hmm. she finds that. Yeah. And then she finds a picture of these two scientists. And we get creepy Kira Corner right off the bat. Yep. <laughs> Wrote it down. Who's here? Oh, monkey, you're not supposed to be up. What's the matter, love? I think something bad is going to happen again. Yeah, oh, I also wanted to say, like, no disrespect to Skylar Wexler. I'm sure she's a lovely child. <laughs> just like the... she she's just doing makes, a good job. <laughs> she makes a lot of creepy faces. <laughs> um, I did want to say, I felt like right off the bat, we see a lot of character growth from Sarah when she's having the conversation with Siobhan, where she Siobhan is like, we can't trust Helena, and Sarah's like, well, I want to give her a chance. Uh, let's see how, like, give her this chance to prove yeah. herself. And I just think that's so different than what Sarah from episode one would say. Yeah, she says, like, she's had her whole life turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's really feeling that twin connection. So then we get the scene with Sarah, Amelia, and Helena all interacting with each other. Uh, Amelia tells Helena that, they shoot you split inside me so or it was like organic like we said like out of this scientific process something organic happened and created sarah and helena sister you're my twin sister i don't want to be your sister meathead look i just want you to know you're not the original got it you were born of science not of some immaculate womb or whatever bullshit Tomas fed you. Um, it whenever she whenever Sarah calls Helena meathead, it makes me think of Sailor Moon. Did you ever watch like the old Sailor Moon dub? No. She, I think she says like meatball head specifically, oh. but <laughs> I, love I don't that. know. It just made me think of it. Um, Adding that to my bank of insults. <laughs> I, yeah, I feel like that's what... Because, well, never mind. We don't need to go into Sailor Moon <laughs> Corner, but I would say, would say worth a watch Like if you ever need like a low-stakes uh, animated series to get into. They do have cute merch. I have seen. True. A hot Topic. I think Sarah's like playing bad cop here, but just like I just said, like I feel like her motivations are are good she's just like this is the way i have to talk to elena to make her get it but i want her to get it mm-hmm. so i don't have to hurt her yeah i think she's just trying to break through all the programming mm-hmm. that she had to deal with you sound um, like a pro clone <laughs> <laughs> wait okay i had this is like, I'm, this came up immediately i don't know if i'm is this like a dumb question 
does that just mean like professional clone? Like, is that like a that's what a I term? Thought. I don't. Well, I didn't know if it was some like I think it's made up. Term. But I think it's made up. I literally googled legs, like, but... what does it mean when you <laughs> when you put it? It's like, of course, pro means professional. But I didn't know if there was like some like scientific term uh, or something. I don't think so. Um, so. Right after this, the police barge in. Uh, Sarah gets arrested, and then Helena escapes. She literally pulls like the How column out of the foundation. Why is she? That's what I was thinking. Yeah, and I was like. What's going through her mind? Like, we find out later what she wants to do. But in yeah. that moment, I'm like, what is motivating her that she's able to rip this pillar out of the foundation of the house? Yeah. Well, I think also she probably just doesn't want to get arrested. <laughs> oh, you think she knew the cops were there? Well, I don't know if she knew right away that the cops were there, but I feel like they're pretty loud when they bust in. Yeah. Because like, it's like you hear the banging and mm-hmm. then all the commotion. Um, Kara sees the whole thing, obviously. She's a literal psychic, I guess. If she mm-hmm. before was like, so I think something bad's gonna happen again. And um, then, like, we see Art interrogating Sarah. Sarah. I still see Beth. I didn't kill her, Rod. No. You watched her commit suicide, and then you went straight for her wallet. I just, I appreciated that reminder because, like I keep saying, just this whole episode, I'm just like, Sarah is such a different person than when we first met. And that's just a reminder of, like, I don't think that's something she would do now. Yeah. I I agree, yeah. She's definitely moved away from her, like, grifter ways. And I think, well, probably because now she's part of, like, a supportive family. Mm -hmm. Like, before she and Siobhan are estranged, obviously she has her connection with Felix, but it's kind of, like you know, tainted. Not tainted, mm-hmm. but, like, informed, I guess, by the tension with Shimon and the fact that she left Kira behind. But now she has, like, more to think about than just herself, basically, and right. Kira. And I think it's it's humanized her a bit and made her more compassionate. The next scene that we see is Allison doing her hip-hop ab class. Before you see the workout video first, I'm like, oh, time for Allison. I just knew before we even saw her. I, I don't think any of the rest of them would be doing their <laughs> clone workout video. Um... Leaky shows up. They answer my question right away. Because remember last episode, I was like, uh, don't, aren't they worried about Allison? But he shows up at her door. He wants her to sign a treaty, quote unquote. Uh, and she says, like, you must think I'm so stupid. Like, stupid suburban Allison. But he says, no, I think you're a pragmatic and decisive individual. <laughs> little, uh, flattery there. Panda SAT words. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, then... They, he's like, well, Allison says that she just wants to be normal again. And Leaky's dangling this idea that she could be unmonitored as like the carrot in front of them. This enshrines your family's freedom, guarantees protection from the likes of Helena, and ensures you'll be unmonitored. Unmonitored? Yes. But in return, you agree to twice yearly medical testing. Uh, private and non-invasive. Uh, I don't want to scare you, but uh, yeah, there are health concerns. Katya's respiratory disorder, Helena's mental illness. This part pissed me off because, well, as Delphine says later, Leaky's a liar. But 
the medical concern he's just using like scare tactics because we just we learned in the last episode that Katya's there that whatever's wrong with him is not respiratory so that shows that he's behind on whatever research they're doing and also Helena's mental illness uh, I think that's situational bro <laughs> yeah. like I don't think that's a genetic <laughs> trait like she's literally been like tortured and like brainwashed yeah I had similar thoughts but also I had the thought that like this is a pretty good deal. And yeah. I was like, uh, I, a man authority figure shows a little bit of care. And I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's the deals are very targeted. Like, they each clone, they're giving them exactly what they want. Mm-hmm. Like, giving them the illusion of control. When, like, we find out later, obviously, that's exactly what it is. It's an illusion. But they're trying to make it sound as good as possible. And then I also wanted to point out the scene where he tells her that her monitor has been removed. And she says, she has. And, like, very, like, non-committally, he's like, hmm. Like, like no. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, and obviously we learn, well, she thinks it's Ainsley when she goes later. But we learn, like, that's not the truth. And then uh, the next scene is D'Angelo's interrogating Felix. I didn't clip this part, even though I did love it. <laughs> when he tells her he needs to get, she needs to get laid. Yeah. Uh, and total ACAB moment. She's like, let me find you the worst uh, public defender possible. Yeah, like, what an asshole. On. Yeah, and also, it's just shitty that they're getting Felix anyway. Like, it's literally just to use his leverage against Sarah. He didn't, I mean, abetting, whatever. He, like, really didn't do anything. Ugh. Fuck them. Uh, then we see Kasima, who is, in fact, in Toronto. She's visiting them. She's coughing up blood. Not a good sign. Definitely not. This made me reiterate that we have to watch Moulin Rouge and because this coughing up blood is a prominent plot point in Moulin Rouge but also it's just one of my favorite movies of all time and (laughs) you need to not be sleeping (laughs) I watched it on New Year's Eve last year and I was actually like this is like a good New Year's Eve movie okay we'll keep that in mind oh my god (laughs) Art plays Sarah her confession from the previous episode when she's about to go meet Helena and almost get killed. This acting was really good in this scene, Sarah's, or her acting as Sarah. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we look exactly the same, huh? Okay. I, the prince match, and the DNA is all screwed up. You have to promise. To protect me and my daughter. I will. If that's what you need, I promise. She didn't make the deal for Felix, though. (laughs) (laughs) Felix can take care of himself, I think is what she was thinking. I guess. Um, But the... So she's about to spill her guts, but then this lawyer, Daniel Rosen, Bluston, he's played by Matthew Ray Bennett. Then we cut to Leaky in the car. He wants, like, offering the ideal deal to Kasima, offers her an employment contract with Dyad and her complete sequenced genome. I want to work with you, Kasima. <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. This is your complete sequenced genome. 3.2 billion base pairs. My offer is the freedom to study yourself. And your sisters. Unfettered research. We share the same 
concerns, the same questions about organism stability, but nobody, nobody is more invested in your own biology than you. What's interesting here is language. He's like full study of yourself and your sisters. I was just thinking that. Which do, I don't even think they call each other sisters, do they? I don't think they've ever used that term, but it's very manipulative. Because yeah. I'm sure they're thinking it, but maybe they haven't even admitted it to themselves or to each other. Yeah, well, and it's like, they probably wouldn't use that term, like, in within dyad, because it's very unscientific. Like, right. they're not sisters, they're clones. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, I, it's a, I was literally listening to that, like, oh, that's interesting that he said that didn't occur to me at the same time. And this is interesting, too, because it's like, he doesn't even know that she's sick yet, so she's even more invested in her biology now that she's coughing up blood. Right. Yeah, they, they're really paint, painting a pretty picture for all of them. And it's interesting. It's good to, like, I think the contract is a good way to remind us how different they all are because it's, like, what ideally they want out of their lives. And it's just, like, we get it laid out. Like, Allison just wants her normal suburban life because Seaman wants to do research. Sarah just wants to be with her daughter and be safe. And those lives don't necessarily always involve each other either. It does in Cosima's case, but yeah. not for the other two. But more from, like, a scientific point right, of view than from, like, relational. Yeah, exactly. Um, Daniel Rosen takes uh, Sarah to, I guess, like, Dyad headquarters, question mark. Uh, I, in the trivia for this on IMDb, it says it's the same lobby as they use in Suits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that show's also shot in Canada, obviously. Makes sense. That's um, been having a comeback. I think it was on Netflix or something. A lot of people were talking about it for a yeah. minute. Did you watch Suits back no. in the day? No. <laughs> What's that? It's like a lawyer <laughs> show. It's like adjacent to your interest. I watched it in the beginning, but I definitely fell off. Is there a strong female lead with a rough backstory? Well, I mean, there are strong... I mean, Maggie Markle, she's from Suits. What? You didn't know that? <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah, that's how she became famous. Oh. I thought she was a tennis player. What? Prince Harry's wife, Meghan Markle, the yeah. actress, you thought was a tennis player. I thought she was a famous athlete. <laughs> I'm so out of touch. She's an actress. Cut and also, what, I don't want people to know this. I'm, gonna, I'm not going <laughs> to bring it up. Wait, and then what's her name who's in like literally every show? Like I can't think of it right now. Wait, I'm, I'm going to clip this out to not show my own uh, ignorance. Hold on, I have to look it up. Make me look silly. <laughs> but <laughs> I really thought she was a famous athlete. Uh, what's it? The character name is Jessica Pearson. What's this? I, she's literally in every show. Gina Torres. That's who it is. She's also in the show. I mean, it, the two leads are male, but they do have like strong mm. supporting female characters and women of color. It's fun. It's like a fun lawyer show. I wouldn't say it's like a must see, but um, they anyway. So Paul's waiting for them at the offices and sarah has the same reaction as i do whenever i see paul wait fuck <laughs> what is he here wait I, of course the clips like went way away okay hang on great should have known <laughs> that's it <laughs> <laughs> it'll be funnier when i actually uh, edit it <laughs> um so then rachel's introduced the agreement defines mutual disclosure formalizes contact with what I call topside. Topside? So is this the part where 20 more of you robot bitches walk in for effect? You're not an orphan anymore, Sarah. We found you. 
And my role is to transition you to self-awareness. Clone fixer. Brilliant. What do you think about Rachel? We so get the far. frontal view of the fuck-ass bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like her, just like Sarah. Yeah. And it's just... Yeah, I don't know. We're working for the enemy, like, they're the enemy. And, of course, she was raised that way, so she doesn't know. But it's like, you're a grown-ass woman now. Like, and you're obviously not suffering from trauma like Helena. So, yeah. so take some ownership. Look well, at what you're doing. I mean, I don't know about obviously. She could have her own trauma. Sure, but just not... Not the same. Not the same <laughs> is what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, they know about Kira somehow. I guess from spying, not actually from Delphine this time. Uh, she does have, like, an interesting line where she says, motherhood is wonderful. And she has, like, a lot of longing in her voice, I feel. Mm-hmm. I think that'll come into play later. Basically, she gives Sarah 24 hours to think about the deal. And then they go and have a little clone confab. Um, this this part like tickled me because I was at first like oh like Felix is doing his like exposition bit but then it became like meta in the show okay little reminder while you and I were being arrested Helena escaped thank you Fee do you also like to remind me my birth mum popped around and Helena's my twin sister This is a joke, but also we're still doing our exposition. <laughs> um, Kasima shows up, and they hug, and this is, like, another time where we see, like, all three of them together in, like, one scene where they're, like, pouring the wine and stuff. So I, I from that interview that I've been pulling quotes from, they, like, they talked about how they shot this, mm-hmm. which is they used, uh, they used a techno dolly, which is a camera system that, like, it says that will exactly replicate the same movement over and over again. So you build the shot in layers. You're asking your actors mostly to perform her actions using eye lines and an earpiece where she can hear what's been recorded prior. It's very technical and complicated, and it requires a lot of patience and time. In between building these layers, Tatiana's got to go off for an hour, an hour and a half to change. Uh, you just shoot it a bunch. Which, I was thinking about this from like a production standpoint, and I was like, that must have been a pain in the ass. Like... Because whatever, they probably do all of one clone's coverage, shoot the same thing, and then they have to, like, make sure they write down, like, exactly whatever shots they use. And then, like, a, an hour, an hour, half changeover is so long. Like, and normally you could shoot, like, other stuff, but obviously you yeah. can't do that because you have to wait for it. I remember on Claws, like, we used to have, like, the longest changeovers. It was such a, like, it was, like, a high glamour show, so, like, they would go change over. Number one was Niecy Nash. She would take the longest for sure. And it's tough on the crew because you you do everything you can to get the shot ready, but then you're just like, okay, well now we just wait, <laughs> just like sitting around. Once again, would love to see a an orphan black call sheet, or even talk to one of their ads to just like figure out how they. Like I cannot imagine putting together that production schedule. Yeah, that sounds really intense. I bet you it took them like multiple days to shoot this scene. Because I don't know how you would do, if you have three hour changeovers, that's three hours that you just lose, not even counting how long it actually takes you to shoot the scene. So I just thought that was a little interesting behind the scenes. Um, They discuss Rachel a little bit. Uh, Amelia said she heard a doctor's back in the day discussing a child raised by Neolution. She's a pro-clone. God, you three are weird enough. What do you think 
would mean to like raise a, a child raised by me illusion. Like what would that, how would that inform your uh, parenting skills or whatever? Well, I, she pro- probably not a lot of parenting involved. More yeah. just like grooming her to, to play this role. That's yeah. what I thought. Like they just knew eventually some clones would be self-aware and they thought having another clone that that's what I thought. Yeah, like it. might like soften the the blow or mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, I guess if your parents are two scientists, then you're really not getting a lot of like parenting because they're viewing you as a specimen and not a child. Yeah, or you know their offspring or whatever. I would imagine those doctors are the ones that we saw in that picture. Um, Allison says that she wants to take the deal, and then Kasima gets a text that. Delphine has just landed in Toronto. And Sarah is like, oh, yeah, she probably wants to help just like all of them. I, I liked her, like, skepticism, like, Art wants to help, Paul wants to help. Like, they all just want to help. Uh, I think that is, like, kind of her reverting a little bit back into, like, where she mm-hmm. hasn't been. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot to say this, but in, in the beginning when she gets arrested, I feel like great acting because I feel like you just see in her eyes in Sarah's eyes I mean like her backsliding like yeah. being like all this good for what for me to end up in the same place and yeah. I think we see a little bit of backslide here and there in the episode I think she stays true mostly to this new self quote unquote you can see some slips into old habits I guess yeah I think too habits. like it, it's a lot of it for her is like the fact that she's like watching Kira see her get arrested mm-hmm. when she's been trying to make these strides and do everything that she can yeah and she just like keeps running up against and th- this is like the one time I mean I was gonna say she hasn't done anything wrong but <laughs> she has but you know like, for good reasons so then Art and DeAngelis are doing some investigation. After that lawyer came, they basically, like, shut down their investigation by saying they don't have jurisdiction because Katya is federal case. Um, but they do find Vic and rehab. A- audible sigh. <laughs> what? I actually liked this. <laughs> no, I thought Vic had some hilarious moments. Wait, but... I, I, I pulled his testimonial. Yes. I guess my turning point was when uh, the love of my life, uh, let's just call her Sarah, Sarah broke up with me by faking her own death. Initiating events which began with the loss of my finger led to various other humiliations and ultimately to the business end of a nail gun. That's when I just said to myself, I need help. The inspirational music. <laughs> I like. I like it because it's like you. I feel like you don't often get like a the point of view of like a side character on like the plot events of the show. Yeah. And like coming from Vic, it really sounds crazy. <laughs> like she faked her own death. Yeah. <laughs> like right. I was just thinking he was having his Felix moment. A little recap <laughs> for us. Yes. Well, and that what I was saying is that I. I sighed because I really didn't like when we saw Vic last. Yeah. It felt a little forced and kind of messy. And so I wasn't looking forward to this. But I liked the role that he played this time around a lot better. Yeah. Uh, lots of laughs and, like, actual exposition. Yeah. Um, he gives Sarah up immediately. <laughs> he's like, yeah. But actually, he's giving up Allison, who... Uh, oh, wait, that's a little bit later. But so, yeah. So then the next scene is Allison... Uh, who is not going to let the situation with Ainsley go. Um, she goes over. She's, she sees that she's, like, 
moving house and, and thinks it's part of like Leaky's promise that she's gone from there. And then they get into this hilarious fight. Yes! Well, to hell with you and your Christmas angel. You, you turn this whole thing around on me because you're jealous. You're barren and you can't have your own children! <laughs> I also, well, this, they did like a new little score for this, like more like horror movie vibes, I think. So I thought that was interesting too. But it's literally crazy. Allison just watches her die. She's I couldn't like, believe it. Like <laughs> My jaw was dropped to the floor just like Allison's. I was like, what are you doing, girl? Because it's like, I get if she thinks her it's her monitor, but like she's literally leaving. Yeah. And I guess it's because she wouldn't tell her the truth. But it's Well, like, I think it's actually because she called her barren. Well, yeah, that too. <laughs> like I think that's her, her most sensitive spot probably. Uh, I yeah I literally wrote OMG because I forgot I like remember that Ainsley died but I couldn't remember the like circumstances and I forgot that it was um basically like negligent homicide mm -hmm. from Allison. That's why you don't wear a scarf around a garbage disposal, I guess. Um, and then yeah, she just the takeaway. <laughs> and then she just leaves. Honestly, I was like, she's been picking up some pointers from Sarah. She like just like bails out of there closes the garage door on her way out and goes back into her house and then the next time we see her is like right after Vic gives her away because he's, he's like oh yeah last time I saw Sarah she was playing house in the suburbs and it cuts to Allison trying to do some like collage work or something like, I think she was couponing well whatever <laughs> I was like she's making a little collage <laughs> in her McKinsey era but I mean it, either way it's just funny like it's like okay I just witnessed a murder and now I'm gonna do some domestic chores it's her coping mechanism to distract myself so then Art and D'Angelis find Allison, but they realize that it's not Sarah. So they're like on a whole new, they're in there, welcome to the trip, man face. <laughs> um, then it's a scene with uh, Sarah and Felix packing a bag for Kira, and they tell her to keep it a secret, even from Mrs. S. And then... I have to say, I wrote this down at this scene, Kira looked worse and worse when we saw her. It, it did not <laughs> look like she was, wasn't, was, right. wasn't healing. Well, when we first see her, she just has like one bruise on her face when she's mm. laying down. But in this scene, she was all beat up. And I don't know if maybe it was just the angle, but I felt like she looked like she was <laughs> not healing. Like she was getting worse. And I'm like, wasn't well, it supposed to be like a miraculous recovery? I don't know. I, just I didn't notice. It probably just continuity error, but that's but I'd have to take a look at it again. We have a scene, with, like a sweet scene with Mrs. S and Sarah. Mrs. S just tells Sarah to mind Amelia. She's suspicious of her. And then they have like a touching moment where they hold hands. Yeah, and she's she's like, she didn't raise you, which is like reminding us of this nature versus nurture thing mm -hmm. going on. So then the next scene is Kasima coughing up a storm in Felix's apartment. I don't, this made me think it must have been fun for Tatiana too to like, play all the clones just like acting in Felix's apartment because I'm sure that was just like a soundstage set for them and it probably gets boring after a while but like it's cool to see like each of the different clones like interacting in that space mm -hmm. and like mm -hmm. how they're behaving and whatever Felix catches her coughing up a storm and then Delphine shows up at the left and Felix is like she's here with baggage <laughs> whatever he says <laughs> then Delphine tells her Leaky is a liar like we were saying did you notice there was, like, a French song playing in the background? 
during this I scene. didn't notice that it was French, no. <laughs> I think it was French. It sounded uh, French. I'll have, to, I'll have to listen again. I was like, this is like a weird, rocky vibe for like whatever. Or no, maybe it was later when they were doing their research. I was like, okay. I was like, are they supposed to be like listening to this while they're doing their <laughs> their research? Or is it uh, not in the in the story? Um, but, uh, the reason why Leaky's a liar is because uh, he said that it was her full sequence genome but actually they've like gotten rid of that like barcode sequence or whatever that uh they already found before they're one step ahead leaky Mm -hmm. kind of (laughs) a little (laughs) i think the sequence is a message um like uh dr craig venter watermarked his synthetic dna it's a key to our origins so then amelia shows up at paul's i don't know like it's kind of dumb for well i mean obviously we learn it's helena but why would sarah set the meeting there anyway if she knows that that place is provided by dyad oh yeah i don't know Maybe they just ran out of sets. <laughs> so they could have. She could have gone back to that um, that uh, pod or whatever with the naked lady calendar. Oh yeah, <laughs> the construction um, site. Yeah. But Amelia is like talking about the difference between Helena and Sarah. She says, "How can two fates be so different?" Um, and then Helena strips, stabs her. I was surprised. It tricked me. I didn't realize it was Helena until she was like... I knew as soon as she put her hand on her, I was like, yeah. Sarah's not touchy. Yeah. When she when she does this. Yeah. yeah. And then... But then she goes, how did they put the babies inside me? And I was like, oh my god. Oh, why not? She stabbed her so quickly. I was like, holy shit. Um, then... So then she... Oh yeah, but before this... Amelia is warning Sarah, quote-unquote, about um, Siobhan. So, I mean, it's both these ladies casting aspersions on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and when when she stabs her, Helena says, like, you gave them to me, let them make me this way. Which is pretty sad. Yeah. And fair, like, especially considering her mental state. Well, I don't know about like, fair. Well, no, it's, it's fair of, like, you, I mean, it's just, like... But this is how, like, a lot of children yeah. feel when they're adults. Well, it's like, a fair sentiment, but I don't think no. stabbing. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, the sentiment is fair, not the stabbing, Ashley. <laughs> God. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want our, our listeners to get confused. <laughs> I mean, I've already condoned murder on this podcast, so it would be in, in keeping with the theme. Um, so then Sarah discovers the carnage and calls... Helena or whatever and she's like like what have you done and Helena's like mother and I miss you like come see us or whatever creepy shit Helena says so then we also get the scene with Donnie he comes back Allison is losing it but he says like they can put everything behind them and and they make up and and I also noticed because you remember I'm like I hate how Ainsley calls her Allie. This mm-hmm. is the first time anybody besides Ainsley calls her Allie. Donnie oh. calls her Allie. Which I think makes him untrustworthy. Yes. Damn, I didn't even notice. Kazim and Delphine are back in their research. Uh, Delphine, like, very, I don't even know, like, sweetly is like, I know your tag number, <laughs> which is a 324B21. But, okay, I wanted to ask you, so why does she trust her so easily? Like, 
But I mean, like, she hasn't done anything to prove her trustworthiness besides just being like, I'm on your side now. Because she's whipped. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good answer <laughs> that's what it is though. like come on have some sense of self-preservation not only are you gonna like you're just gonna show her all your cards like okay here i am like researching the sequence like how does she know she's not just gonna turn right back around well i think pretty quickly she she proves that leaky's a liar like she does that pretty yeah, immediately I guess she does say that and then liar. right after you can see Cassima giving her this really loving look so yeah. it's just i think it's a combo of both I just wish these clones had a bit more sense. <laughs> <laughs> then we wouldn't have a show, Ashley. You're right, you're right. Um, so they realize that they're thinking too futuristically about it, and then they're like, oh, they were coding in binary. So then Sarah's at another abandoned warehouse. Do you think it's the same abandoned warehouse each time? Or Helena just like goes scouting? <laughs> I was different... like, how did Sarah know where to go? Well, I, yeah, I was running the same thing because I missed... I wasn't paying that close attention when she was on the phone because I was taking notes. And I was like, wait a second. I was like, I don't care enough to rewind, but like, how did Sarah get here to yeah, know where she right. was? Um, I, I'm sure just Helena must have just given her the address. Unless it is the same one from before. Um, but so, Amelia's bleeding out. Uh, but she hands Sarah the picture with the two scientists. And on the back it says, Project Lita. Do you know the story of Lita and the Swan? Like the mythology? No. Okay, well, I don't understand how it relates to the story, even though I've seen the show before. But, <laughs> but basically, Lita and the Swan, it's this Greek myth that where Zeus takes the form of a swan to rape this woman, Lita. And then they have all these children afterwards. But it's, like, super, like, depicted in, like, art and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all these, like, what, like, and it varies kind of, like, some paintings show, like, it seems like a more, like, intimate, like, warm connection with the swan. And some of it's more, like, violent but I'm like, I don't understand. I mean, I, it's, I feel like it's bold a bold move to, like, associate, like, a rape myth to your mm-hmm. mythology. And I don't really understand why. My first thought is maybe it's just, like, about, like, taking another approachable form. Yeah. Of swan. And it's about, I guess it's about, like, agency, too. Like, mm-hmm. a woman's mm-hmm. agency. Helena is losing it she's got (laughs) what's new i know (laughs) she's got a flare gun um this part killed me i'm sorry mother isn't very well she's dead psycho killed someone i've been dreaming about my whole life (laughs) she separated us she tore us apart i guess in her mind this is revenge which is sad yeah and we get i thought interesting parallel because we see that sarah was so desperate to meet her birth mother and it's like well helena's your birth sister technically but it's like no love lost there obviously helena's burned her a lot but it's like you haven't even gotten a chance to really form a relationship with Amelia. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, well, I think it has to do with, like, you know, as a ch- She didn't know she had a sister, so, like, as a child, mm-hmm. knowing she's adopted, right. you're thinking about your birth mom, like, who could she be, blah, 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 like, thinking that you, were, like, have her traits or, like, whatever. Well, obviously, that's not the situation because it mm-hmm. was, like, an implanted embryo, but, um, but yeah, it, it you make a good point where it's, like, She's being so hard on... Well, I mean, for good reason. Yes. Being so hard <laughs> right. on Helena, but, like, yeah, it's, like, 
it's she's sort of at odds with herself like earlier in the episode but i guess she did say like how she handles this is going to be like a test for mm-hmm. how and uh helena definitely doesn't pass the test no um <laughs> she starts like beating her up too like like i don't even know <laughs> she, she she's going in yeah she got her flare gun scientists make one little baby and then we split in two <laughs> So I cannot kill your sister. Like you could not kill me. Sarah, we make a family. Yes? We've already got a family. Sarah. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, Helena. She's done done? I don't know. I always am suspicious when we don't see, like, a, a body, up dead body. Yeah. It's funny that literally last episode I was like, I guess they're not going to be killing each other since they're twins. <laughs> uh, next episode. Yeah. Sarah shot. Do we, is that Paul's gun that she just still has? <laughs> Paul, keep up with your firearms, <laughs> Seriously. Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's pretty sad. She, uh. I mean, like, there is she's Helena is an interesting character because obviously she's introduced as the villain, a serial killer, literally, and then we like, they kind of like, t- change their tune a little bit. They give her us like more character exposition, and make us feel more sympathy for her. But then in the end, she is like still on her like villainous shit. So it's kind of like, Ooh, well, yeah. you brought this on yourself a little bit. Like, you can't be out here just stabbing people willy nilly, like. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting from, like, a mental illness perspective of, like, people kind of give up on them or, mm-hmm. like, you can only have so many chances. But it it's, like, also she was never provided with an environment to, like, heal in. Yeah. So we kept, things kept speeding up. Things kept happening. It's, like, she wasn't able to really form a connection with anybody. She just kept feeling betrayed by people. So, I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think... Isn't it, like, your id or whatever that's, like, your impulse? Like, with Freudian psychology, like, your mm-hmm. ego. I think she's very, like, impulse-driven. So, yeah. it's, like, she gets this information that Amelia was their birth mom, but she gave them up. Obviously, Sarah, I mean, Sarah had a better life compared to Helena, but still <laughs> not that great of a situation. And I think it's, like, what you're saying is she feels like it's really unfair. So, I guess, like... The only, because she also, I think, has this, like, childlike mindset, I guess, like, it's very, like, black or white with her. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, this person wronged me, so now they have to die. Yeah. And also just, also childlike in that anything that doesn't fit what she understands, she just, like, wants to get rid of or yeah. attacks or, yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I just, I just wondered this. Do, is Thomas dead or did he just get knocked out in the last episode? He was still in that cage. Oh, they put him in the cage, right? Yeah, so I don't know. So we don't know what's going him. on with him. She couldn't take her back to the boat because yeah. Tomas is still in the cage <laughs> over there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy that Helena is shot and that's not even the last scene. So then Kasim and Delphine have cracked the code. Sarah calls Rachel to say that she's coming in and Allison is, like, making a scan of her contract she sees like the police are arriving across the street and Donnie is going for a run because he's going to work on his body because he's been slacking or whatever bullshit <laughs> he says to her. 
Yeah. And then when Sarah goes back to the Dyad Institute, Paul reveals that his, uh, the leverage on him is that he killed six Marines. Whatever. Like, yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't care. Yeah, what, what does she say? <laughs> Great, should have known. <laughs> no one's surprised, Paul. Yeah, seriously. It's not even that juicy of leverage. Um, so then, but then Kasima calls to warn Sarah that she cannot take the deal. Sarah, you can't make a deal. Why not? Any freedom they promise is bullshit. They're liars. That synthetic sequence, the barcode I told you about, it's a patent. A patent? We're property. Our, our bodies, our biology, everything we are, everything we become, belongs to them. Sarah, they, they could claim Kira. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I always focus on the soundtrack so much more when we're listening back to these clips. That's okay. Um, wow, yeah. Crazy, crazy, like, like on the nose with the theme, but also a pretty wild reveal. It's yeah, just like, that they're straight that They really are property. Because it's like, oh, we... We get these hints, and it's like, oh, it's about feminism and how we don't really own our bodies and all these things. And it's like, oh, we're giving it to you straight on the nose. And it's still still a good reveal. Yeah. Like, it, it does that very well. Yeah. Um, in the trivia on this episode on IMDb, it says that 12 days after this episode aired, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled that uh, human genes cannot be patented. Which is like oh. interesting, weird timing. Oh, <laughs> orphan black. Yeah. Timely. Well, I don't think it was <laughs> related. It's just like a weird coincidence. But yeah, it's so sad. Like, yeah, she says, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, they could even lay claim to cure because it's technically like genetic mm-hmm. byproduct. Which that's so scary. Yeah. They have no autonomy. Um, and then, of course, we get the fucking reveal of Donnie going on his quote-unquote run. Finally. Never trust this motherfucker. (laughs) Back on track, I think. It's a seven-year itch. It's not easy. She's not easy. I was like, not only are you a fucking monitor, but you're trying to throw your butt. She's not easy. Fuck you. I wonder what his big reveal is going to be that they have on him. Well, yeah. And, okay, so they've been together for seven years. And they said they got together in college. Is that right? So Mm -hmm. they must have known about her this whole time. And then they put him in her way or whatever, I guess. Yeah, 100%. Very curious about that reveal. And I literally don't remember anything about it. I only, like, this whole time, I only remember that he was her monitor. But I didn't remember any of the other details. Yeah. so after getting that information from Kasima, Sarah sends Rachel an email that says "up yours pro clone." Um, what the last clip I have is just of Kasima reading the patent. This organism and derivative genetic material is restricted intellectual property. So sad. I know, sad music. Um, and then Kasima reveals to Delphine that she's sick setting up the stakes for the show and then sarah goes home to find that siobhan and kira are gone pecan and we're like what <laughs> Do you know, is that another phrase you've never heard no yeah i've never heard that what <laughs> yeah they're just, 
I feel like that's not appropriate for what just happened. That's way too playful. Well, okay, so what do you think? Do you think Siobhan took Kira? Or do you think that they got kidnapped? Or so what? the way it looks, my theory is, the way that it looks, is that Siobhan was confronted with her past. Mm-hmm. And kidnapping, runaway forced hostage situation something like that but i definitely think the cause is something intersecting with her past that we're getting these hints at now through amelia so yeah but it's also like who who's the liar here could be amelia could be siobhan well and that's a good point because siobhan finds that picture and she could have done away with it yeah but she doesn't she leaves it in amelia well it's also weird because like the picture as we see it right now, it doesn't seem, like, incriminating for Siobhan at all. It's no. just, like, who are these two scientists? Right. It's just, like, she's hiding something. Yeah. Which is what Amelia was saying. So, I, it's not... I, it's, I feel inclined to believe Amelia because she's just, like, Siobhan is not who she says she is. Yeah. Which I think is true. I think there's something there. Yeah. And of note, I feel like this is the first time that we get to see Siobhan really by herself. We see her sitting with that shotgun, and then mm. we see her snooping around i just think it shows she's gonna be a a major player in the next season i agree um the title of this episode is a quote from the final chapter of darwin's on the origin of species which ends there is grandeur in this view of life with its several powers having been originally breathed into a few forms or into one and that whilst this planet has gone cycling on according to the fixed law of gravity from so simple a beginning endless forms most beautiful and most wonderful have been and are being evolved it's kind of like a rosy title for such a gnarly yeah. episode. I was really shocked. They threw some really surprising things in there, and I think it really changes the tone. Of- Sometimes I just feel like we go a few episodes, and I'm like, is this a sci-fi show? Like, I know we talk about it, but yeah. we don't, like, have any, like, elements to it. Not really sci-fi, but, like, the horror, like you were saying, more like the horror. Mm-hmm. And these, like, just surprising things and just, like, I don't know, not just a drama i think the horror really is even more so in season two i was thinking like i think season two is my favorite season i don't really remember though i I could as we move along but i definitely like the most when i think of orphan black like the scenes that i think of are like in season two um so yeah i'm curious to see well i mean we're we're gonna get into it obviously (laughs) but it'll be nice to rewatch because i think i don't think i've ever rewatched orphan black like maybe like episodes here or there but I just watched it while it was airing, and then mm-hmm. I don't think I watched it anymore after that. Do you have any other predictions? Just that stuff with Siobhan. I wonder if this stuff with Ainsley may come back, because we don't... We see it being investigated as a crime scene, so that might come back to haunt Allison. Obviously, something with Kasima's sickness. Yeah. Um, I think Delphine will continue to be a major player, perhaps join forces with the clones. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. My favorite thing to see from season to season is what timeline they jump in at. So mm, yeah. don't tell me. What I'm do you think is going to happen? I don't remember, so I couldn't tell <laughs> okay. you. Even if I wanted to. What do you think is going to happen with art? Um, I don't know. I hope they let it die off. <laughs> like, I think they've really just run into a couple dead ends. Like, yeah. but I don't know. We'll see him again at least a couple of times, I think, to really tie it up. But I think in this episode, it's showing that it's just like, they really don't have anything concrete. Yeah. But. They need to get a clone house so they're not just all invading <laughs> Felix's personal space. Well, Siobhan's Take... house is free now. Oh, yeah, true. Oop. Oop. 
<laughs> yeah, dang. Do you think that they're gonna fig- do you think they're gonna draw it out with what happened with Kira? Do you think we're gonna find out like right away? I think it'll be drawn out. I think we'll still be I think Sarah won't know. That's what I think. Yeah. And but we'll be with her as she figures it, it out. It goes to your question about where they jump in on the timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we did it. We did a whole season. Whole season. Woo-hoo. Um, our next episode is actually going to be uh, our Ginger Snaps episode. little fun bonus for you guys before the holidays or during the holidays. And then we'll be back in the new year, season two. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. And thank you to Adam Kelly for our theme music and Megan Walker for our podcast cover art. You can email us at onmylistpod650 at gmail.com if you have any comments or questions. Tune in next week. Bye.